we glorify our, our Lord and our Savior and we we ask just God to to touch our life. We want to see breakthrough, don't we? We want to see breakthrough in our situations and you know what? Well, God's been good and we're starting to see breakthrough in things that we're praying for in the church. Isn't that amazing? You know, we're starting to see transformation and change and hope and things that we've been praying for starting to come to the fourth where God's working in people's lives and setting free and we're, we're still praying for breakthroughs. We're praying for breakthroughs for fun. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're seeing breakthrough in Tegan and we're, yes. and we're, we're, we're seeing more and more in God, God's doing and you know, did anybody say that prayer doesn't, isn't answered? You know, sometimes it's not answered the way we want to. But in other ways, it just amazes us. You know, and for every disappointment, we want to see a holy appointment of God coming and changing. So that one day, that when we pray, we're never disappointed. We never see our prayers not answered. But when we pray, we see God break through because we have that faith and belief that we've moved from Nazareth and we're moving into the kingdom of God, the place of unbelief and lack of faith to a place of belief and faith where we believe our God can do do all things. And I want to have that faith. I want to have that faith for breakthroughs and for deliverance and freedom. And I want to be a, a church that sees the kingdom of God break through into people's lives and transform and change so I'm going to pass over to Pastor Wesley and he's going to come and he's going to minister to us and I don't have a clue what he's going to do but it's going to be exciting and loud so let's go for it. Beloved, peace and love. For us it's a huge uh, blessing to be able to be here with you again. And we've arrived in the 15th day here. And every day that it goes, we end up falling in love more and more with the, with the people and the actual church itself. Because what unites us is not just anything. It's not the food or the financial interest or any other things. What unites us is the holy, the holy person that is Jesus Christ. We are not a different people. We are the same people. So today I invite you today to open up your Bible. In Philippians chapter 3, we shall read the verse verse 17 until 21. I would like to invite you to rise in your feet to read the word of Jesus. Philippians chapter 3, verse 17 until 21. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For I as for as I have often told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, 
Many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is their destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so they will be like his glorious body. Amen. Oh God, beloved God, we praise you on this Sunday evening. We're here to come closer to you in your holy kingdom. And we proclaim on your Holy Spirit that you warm up our hearts and minds so you may touch our sensitivities and we may learn from your word that you, Lord, may tell us in Jesus' name and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Descobrindo a nossa identidade. No, finding our identity. Esse texto do apóstolo Paulo, ele me chama muita atenção. The, 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 the scripture which we've just read of um, Apostle Paul. Ele nos fala a respeito da comunidade de Filipos. He tells us about the community of Philippians. A comunidade de Filipos era uma comunidade diferenciada. The Philippians community was a different community. Porque era uma sociedade de classe média. Because this was a society of, uh, of a middle class society. A maioria das pessoas que viviam naquela região. Majority of the people who lived in that region. Eles eram muito preocupados com o que nós chamamos de cidadania. They were very worried of what we call citizenship. Ali naquela localidade. In that region. Havia muitas pessoas. There were many people que eram ex-combatentes. That were ex-militant. Nós entendemos que neste período histórico nós estamos falando do domínio romano. We understand that during this um, era we are talking about the Roman um, the Roman period. Então o Império Romano ele concedia aos ex-combatentes o título de cidadãos romanos. And the, in the Roman Empire, those who fought in the army were given the citizenship of the of Romans. Nesse período, nós chamamos o mundo de mundo greco-romano. And during that period, we used to recall the world, the Greek, uh, the Roman Greek Empire. O poder era de Roma. The power was within Rome. Mas a cultura era grega. But the culture was a Greek. Was Greek. Então a filosofia grega impregnava o coração das pessoas. So the Greek philosophy indoctrined people's minds. E as pessoas eram extremamente preocupadas com as coisas dessa terra. And people were constantly worried about the Greek culture and indoctrined. O apóstolo Paulo, ele tinha um carinho muito grande pela comunidade de Filipos. Apostle Paul had a huge um, affinity for the for the Philippians people. Só que o apóstolo Paulo ele tinha uma preocupação. But apostle Paul had a big worry as well. E eu creio que essa é a preocupação dos ministros de Deus em nossos dias. And that's the same worry that 
Talvez você pergunte para mim nesta noite. Maybe you may ask me this evening. Mas pastor, o que era a cidadania romana? Pastor, what was the Roman citizenship? A cidadania romana era o símbolo de estabilidade financeira. The Roman citizenship was the symbol of financial stability. As pessoas estavam estabilizadas, estavam na zona que nós chamamos de conforto. Eu quero confessar uma coisa para vocês. I would like to something to eu não you. tenho um carro muito novo, mas eu tenho um carro na garagem. Eu não tenho o salário de um jogador de futebol. I don't have the salary of a footballer. Mas eu tenho um salário que chega na minha casa todos os meses. But I have a salary which is enough and plenty for my home. Então eu quero confessar a vocês neste momento. And I would like to confess to you all today. A minha vida é confortável. I do have a comfortable life. Não tem nada pior na vida de um cristão do que uma zona de conforto. But there's nothing worse in the life of a Christian to be in a comfort Porque zone. Porque as coisas dessa terra Because the earthly things nos traem para esta terra. Keeps us on earth. Então nós sabemos muito bem o que é a lei da gravidade. So we all know the, the laws of gravity. A Bíblia, você solta a Bíblia, o que acontece com ela? The Bible, if you throw the Bible, what happens to the Bible? Ela cai no chão. It falls to the floor. Então existe uma força nos chamando para esta terra. So they, existe uma força que nos conduz à mentalidade terrena. So there is a pull, a gravitational pull that pulls us to the earth, and that's the same thing with our earthly things. Então o apóstolo Paulo ele diz para a comunidade de Filipos. So apostle Paul says to the Philippians community. Vocês estão preocupados somente com as coisas dessa terra. You are simply worried about your earthly things. Vocês estão preocupados com o status. You are only worried about status. Vocês estão preocupados com o dinheiro. You're only worried about money. Vocês estão preocupados com o sustento. You're only worried about sustaining yourself. E eu quero yourself. dizer uma coisa para vocês. And I would like to tell you eu today. Eu amo vocês demais da conta. I love you for too much de Jesus this. Cristo. I love you with Mas the love of Jesus Christ. Mas aqueles que amam demais esta terra. But those who love this earth too much. Uh, Segundo that, a revelação que eu tenho de Deus, according to God's revelation, inimigos da cruz de Cristo, of, uh, the enemies of the cross of Jesus Christ. Quando eu leio esse texto, eu fico transtornado. When I read this, this scripture, it baffles me. Eu olho para a minha velha Bíblia. And I look at my old Bible. Porque presta bem atenção, meu amado. Because please pay attention, beloved. Eu sei que as mulheres gostam muito de olhar no espelho. <laughs> I know that women love looking in the mirror. É porque eu tenho duas mulheres muito bonitas em casa. Because I have two very beautiful women at home. É, quando eu penso em mulher bonita, logo eu lembro da minha esposa. So when I think about beautiful women, I think automatically of my wife. Ela retornou para o Brasil. For as, 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 as incredible as it seems, she has already gone to Brazil. And I'm one of those, those husbands that do not like to be away from their wife. I look much better when I'm by her side. <laughs> yeah. Eu tenho uma menina também muito bonita, uma jovem de 19 anos. And I also have a daughter, a 19-year-old daughter. Ela é linda, minha filha do coração. And my daughter is beautiful. She's the, my, the love, beloved of my heart. E elas amam um espelho. And they both love mirrors. Então mexe e coloca né, aqueles produtos no rosto. So they are touching and changing and putting things on their faces. Você sabe por que muitas pessoas não gostam da Bíblia? Do you know why so many people do not like the Bible? Vocês sabem por que muitos cristãos não leem a Bíblia? Do you know why so many Christians do not read Eles the Bible? Eles estão preocupados com o jornal de Londres. 
Because they're worried about the Guardian newspaper or any newspaper. They're worried about the news on the internet. Because the, the news on the internet did not touch the, my interior life. So pauperous did not affect my internal life. But when the word of God is in, in front of my face. But when the word of God is in front of my eyes. I start to look within. I start to understand. That I must transform my life. But please, beloved, pay attention. It's very good to study in Oxford University. Even in Harvard University. Even the Methodist Church there in the United States. Even in the university that we have in Atlanta. Oh, these universities are wonderful. But they do not have the capacity of changing what's within. Because it was within the man. Amen. Can only be transformed and be glorified by the blood of Jesus and by God's glory. My old grandmother used to say, man's heart is the earth that no man shall step on unless it's by the God's Holy Spirit. So, Apostle Paul is not worried about earthly things. He's worried about heaven. Many times we all worry far too much about earthly And we forget the essence of the heaven. The eternity is not here on earth. Eternity that's why Apostle Paul says you are far too worried and he uses a Greek expression polytheuma cosmo which means the citizenship of this earth but he says that the true Christians are too worried with the polytheuma pneuma, which is the spiritual citizenship. How is your spiritual citizenship? In Brazil, for example, when one person goes to the U.S., and they require a green card, which is almost like an uh, American citizenship. So when they return to Brazil, among their families, he shows the green card to his family and says the following. Now I'm an American citizen. I know you all have a European citizenship. And at the moment you have the ability to go to any country in the world. But the question that the Holy Spirit asked you tonight, since you've already acquired whether you have already acquired the citizenship of heaven because only you will enter heaven those who are citizens of heaven 
and the heaven citizenship does not start in heaven. It starts here and now. But pastor, you may think it's very difficult. I have to let go of many things. Oh, pastor, I have to find time in my, in my diary for God's things. There's many people that I don't have time for, pastor. Pastor, I'm very busy. Pastor, there's too far too many activities at church. Pastor, I don't have the time to pray. My time is money, Pastor. But let me tell you one thing this evening, beloved. And there's an, <laughs> there's an object here in, uh, in Brazil and also here in the UK, which is called a diary. And only goes in my diary that those things which are a priority. The men of this earth, their priority is the cinema. The cinema. The priority is going to a football match. And many other things. But the word of God tells you in Matthew 23. Seek the, 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 seek the, the word of God in the first place. And above that and above that. And above that, and above that, shall be added unto you. Many more things we are worried about, the, the things above it. But we are not worried, we do not focus on what is actually the priority. Because the priority is God, the power, is our powerful God. God calls us as a church to value the citizenship in heaven. Please place your heart in God. In this nation there have been men and women who've placed their heart in the, in the Lord. And everything that you choose in, the, in modern days Will, are the fruits of the, the, the labors of your uh, predecessors. People who you probably haven't even met, but have planted on this earth, have, put, have placed the foundations, the prayers, oh, the fasting, the consecration, the search, and you are now bearing the fruits of these great men and women, of these great men and women of God. To close my message today, I am a man that enjoys uh, very much the country life. My father was born in the countryside. And I had, um, I even had rural properties and rural land. I've even been a coffee farmer. So I understand countryside. I can only reap those things which I've planted. The predecessors of this country have claimed a lot. 
have prayed a lot, have fasted a lot. When I read the life of John Wesley, which, which uh, went, moved from corner to corner on a horse in this country, I don't know if he was ever tired. But just from reading his story, I'm already, I, I get tired myself. Because it didn't seem like he settled anywhere. He didn't have peace on this earth. Because he was actually worried about the peace that he, that those, everyone was going to get in heaven. And he planted the seeds. And today we are reaping the fruits of this. We are reaping the fruits and the benefits. But the Holy Spirit this evening. But by the Holy Spirit this evening, we are asking, we are calling those who will be planting seeds this evening. So many more people in the future may reap the reap the fruits. Let me tell you something very important this evening. It's our time to plant the seeds. It's our time to place the seeds now. To value the citizenship of the heavens. So God's glory may reach our lives, our families, and our, our external family. I would like to ask you to rise today. We, we will be staying here another week here in England. And we are very grateful for everything that God has done these last few days. But I would like to declare right here in this evening of, of the, the reach of rich blessings and does not bring pain that blessing that comes from the throne of God so, over everyone here present which prioritize the word of God please place your hands on your heart and we shall pray today oh Holy Spirit we declare your blessings in this place we come, Lord, we come to ask you, Lord, that you may bless here all your children. Place in every child of yours, God, in their heart, that you have the will to prioritize the citizenship of the heavens. Many things happen here on earth which try to obscure and remove the focus that we have on the citizenship on earth. But may your spirit, Lord, this evening, place upon us an anoint, a supernatural anointing so you may overflow us with your spirit. So we may prioritize the head of the, what, what is made in heaven. We ask for your blessing. We bless your your children this evening, Lord. In an irrevocable and uh, unsaid, and irrevocable and a non-taking way, Lord. 
because we minister in Jesus' name and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in Jesus' name. And we shall pass the word to Reverend Gary. Thank you very much for blessing us. heard um, Pastor Wesley's word of encouragement that we that we're not just doing this for ourselves uh, that we experience God but we're, we're planting the seeds and fruits for generations to come that what happens here tonight as we expand and grow our faith is going to impact generations and generations and generations and generations I mean we still live on the benefits of John Wesley and George Whitfield and Thomas Coke and all those, all those Methodists who used to go and pray and fast and, and seek God and travel all around the country. You think how many, how they spent all their lives traveling around the United Kingdom. Even Thomas Coke went over to America, I think, 40 times over the Atlantic to preach the gospel. Praying, fasting, sacrifice. And today we sit in churches, we praise God because of what those people did in those days. Of a generation of people who, who sought after God, who sacrificed everything for God, who wanted to see fruit, who wanted to see revival, who wanted to see blessing after blessing after blessing. And these are people who knew the presence of God and they knew when they ministered in the power of the Holy Spirit. They knew when God was moving in their ministry. They knew when God was there when they were preaching. They knew when God was there when they were healing people. They knew when God was there in their, in their class meetings and small groups. They knew when God was there when they prayed together. And when the presence of God wasn't there, they cried out to God and they cried out. They said, God, we want your presence. Why are you not, why, why is your presence not with us? What have we done, Father, that you're not here? Why are you not in our preaching? Why are you not in our groups? Why are you not in our prayer? Why are you not in our families? Why is your presence not here amongst us? And they cried out and they sought after God and they prayed. And Wesley would gather together all these preachers and he would come back and they would go back to the foundry in London and their, their, their place of meeting. And they would go on their knees and they would pray and they would fast and they would seek God and they wouldn't leave that room until the presence of God came upon them again. And they cried out, Hallelujah, God is here. His presence is with us. He's not abandoned us. Yet for many churches, they think, and families and Christians, they think that God has abandoned us. He's not abandoned us. He's always there. It's well we have faith enough to walk over the threshold. It's well we have the faith to pray, to fast, to seek, to hunger for Him. It's well we have the patience to see the breakthroughs that God wants to do in our families and our lives. And it's so easy as a, a sort of charismatic church to play games and it's it's nice the music, isn't it? It's nice the worship. It's, it's nice the feeling. It it's, can be exciting and we can, we can get you excited and raise you up and make you feel, oh, that's really good, and walk out for the week again and think, oh, well, that's me. I've had a top-up. 
You know, it's not about top up. It's like Rob said, we're here to overflow. We're here to overflow in the presence of God. We're here to take that overflow into our lives. We're here to walk in the presence and the power of God. We're not playing games. The time for playing games is over. If we're playing games, there's not going to be a church in 20 years' time unless God wants us to have a church. If we as a generation play games and decide not to be fruitful, if we as a generation don't decide to go on our knees and pray and fast and seek God, if we as a generation don't hunger and thirst for the presence of God, then the church is going to die. But as a generation, if we rise up and we seek God and we hunger and we thirst and we fast and we pray and say, God, we're not going to give up until your presence is amongst us. God, we're not going to give up until your presence comes and does the work that needs to be done in our lives. God, we're not going to give up until we see you heal and restore and you restore broken families. You bring, you bring peace. You deliver. You bring hope. God, we're not giving up because we know, God, we've got to seek you because we want to bless generations. Amen? Amen. You know, it's so easy about us on a Sunday, isn't it? What I want, but we're not, it's not about us on a Sunday. It's about us and the generations to come. It's about what we're sowing here now. It's what we're planting here now. It's what we're giving here now. It's how we're living in the Spirit now that's going to bless generation after generation after generation. The generations might look back to this one moment and say that people at Little Over Methodist Church Stop messing around and decide to step over the threshold and be the church that God's called them to be. A church that challenges this country. A church that challenges Methodism. A church that challenges people to stand up and be an inheritance that it was made and formed. Raised up for scriptural holiness. That's to live by the rule of the Bible and the authority of the Bible. We're raised up to live by the authority of the Bible. That we would submit our lives to the Bible. And as Pastor Wesley said before, you know, the Bible doesn't bow to us. We bow to the Bible. We bow to God's word and authority in our life. And we were raised up to be people. That's what John Wesley said. That God raised up Methodism for a purpose. You may not think of yourself as a Methodist or in the Methodist church, but you're here amongst uh, people called Methodist. And John Wesley says, God has raised up the people called Methodists to spread scriptural holiness throughout the land. Not for anything else. John Wesley did many different things from medicines and all sorts of healing people and touching things and some were good, some were dodgy. But he he did incredible things. 